ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu Plus, Paramount Plus, Apple TV Plus. Aren't there enough of these pluses out there? Well, not yet. Yes, it's Lance and Matt Plus, a new podcast presented by WFOB and WBBI. Okay, now we've got enough pluses. So let's join Lance Morris and Matt Kaufman for Lance and Matt Plus. Welcome on into this edition of Lance and Matt Plus, a podcast exclusively heard online through WFOB and WBVI.com, along with online through Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. I'm Lance Morris. He's Matt Common. Matt, how we doing? Man, I'm doing great. You know, uh, the sun is shining. The grass is green. It's also a very obvious statement. I have not been outside remotely at all today because it's just storming like crazy here in my undisclosed secret bunker location that we do this podcast in but uh no i'm doing good i'm i'm excited about the show you told me what we're doing for the show and i'm not gonna spoil anything i'm not because that's just not who i am but let's just address the elephant in the room here that pro football focus is 10 ply levels of spare parts (laughs) So we're going to take care of some business today. We're just going to leave it at that pro football focus. You've been put on blast because many times in the past, I can't, I can't get into all of them, but many, many times in the past, they have said some incredibly dumb things based on weird metrics that they use. The other day they took that dumbness to a dangerously unprecedented level we're going to take care of it. We, we here at Lance and Matt Plus, we are a premium podcast service, the premier podcast service of all things sports, primarily in Northwest Ohio. Please subscribe and five-star us because we are five-star men. Big facts. We are going to take care of it today. We will handle this. We got you covered. Fear not. We very much shall, as Matt, uh, as Matt so eloquently alluded to, we will rank our top 10 quarterbacks coming into this NFL season after the terrible list that Matt presented to us on the Twitters on on uh, Kotman Matt WFOB of course he presented those Thursday and it comes from Kevin Cole of Pro Football Focus so we'll uh we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that and how uh, how much better we can make that list uh, like <laughs> hold on can we even before we do that I'm sorry I interrupted you you did I feel bad I don't feel that bad but. Can we talk about how bad that list was? Like before we even get into our, how bad is that list? I mean, okay. So let's, so, so just to establish things, this was his list from 10 to one Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. They were each tied for, for fifth Aaron Rodgers at four Lamar Jackson, three Deshaun Watson, two Pat Mahomes at the top. And um, I can tell you one, two, three of those top 10 will not be included in my top 10. I, I can tell you definitively out of that top 10, he's almost at 50% will not be in my top 10. Like I, thinking about, cause here's the thing. Here's I, I, the thing. You keep hitting with the here's the, I get it. I know <laughs> it's from your show that you like. <laughs> Uh, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, I'm having a hard time with Deshaun Watson, man. Like 
for this list, are we assuming that he's going to play or are we assuming that he's not going to play? I personally do not have him in my list just to avoid all of the things surrounding him right now. Okay. that So let's, I, I, I'll say this much right off the jump, the stuff he's accused of. No bueno. No bueno. And if he's found guilty of it, is beyond disgusting and i don't want to see him within 100 yards of a football field let alone 100 yards of another human being can can we both also establish that in the event unlikely as it may seem that he is found innocent he is in fact one of the top 10 qbs in the league if taking all that other stuff out of it i would place him in a situation where all that other stuff is gone i would place him five that that's fair as I felt like we should establish that where one what we think he's accused of is beyond disgusting and reprehensible and horrific and it, it the the instant he is found guilty if he's found guilty I don't want to see him on a football field ever again just simple as that is worth mentioning in the same breath though that in the event he is found innocent he is definitely a top five quarterback in the league. So I, I do agree with that. I'm keeping him off my list. That's that makes a solid 50% of that list will not be on my list. And aside from, uh, aside from us eloquently again, talking about uh, our different top 10 lists, we'll also talk a little music. We don't, uh, we don't do that too often. So we'll talk a little music. We'll give our top five favorite summertime songs, especially cause, uh, between both of us, we are seeing a lot of rain right now, so we want to imagine the more sunny days of being outside and enjoying the weather, and that's something I've actually come to do more in my recent years is, you know, enjoying the fact during the summer that there is sun out there and you can go outside. Of course, wear sunscreen, as I've sometimes failed to do, but that is beside the point. Yes, wear sunscreen. Uh, not, I mean, Lance and I do, in fact, bronze like Adonis Greek gods statues carved out of the bronze that's just because we're very lucky please wear sunscreen people it's very important to wear sunscreen and we still wear sunscreen even though lance forgets sometimes we'll go with sometimes we're gonna give him the benefit of the doubt here but i'm ready for this list let's do this thing before before we can get into that there's one thing that very very clearly needs to be stated yeah you're an oh, idiot no. you're an idiot and you don't know football there we go. There's there's our Bruce Drennan drop of the week. Who do, who can we get to sponsor our Bruce Drennan drop of the week? Oh, that's that that's a great idea. Like, see, we got that. A uh, quick apology, by the way, from last episode, where I said like Richard Shea or Michael Shea. I forget who I said, but it's George Shea. Yeah, it's, a, it's a major fi- major fine, intros. major fine, huh? Major fine. Yeah, this is one where I own the fact that it's a major fine. I'm not going to pay it because <laughs> I'm just not. But major, $12. major apologies. George Shea is the legend of the hot dog eating contest. And he is also a guy that we are desperately working through series of intricate back channels to get something done with him as well. <laughs> we'll see if it works. No promises, but that that's on me. I used the wrong name last time. It is George Shea, who is the king of all things hype. 
when it comes to the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. $12. I'm not giving you $12. You can just add it to the rest of the tallies of fines that I owe you and just assume that I'm still not going to pay it. Uh, you owe me just so much, so much in back fines. Like we're dangerously approaching me having to do a football season, like for free <laughs> levels of amount of fines that I have. And that's with me being generous. I could have made these fines worse because some of them are worse. Like I know that's one. just how much you find me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's called it as it is, but again, not going to pay, but I accept that I screwed that one up last week. Unbelievable. But with that, let's take a, let's take a dive and, Works out perfectly for our 10th episode. We get to list our top 10 quarterbacks, and that's just uh, that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So let's uh, let's just go one by one uh, back and forth for this. I'm thinking our top couple are going to be very similar, if not the same, but I'm sure in the 10 to 5 range, I think that's where we're going to have, have some more variations. So do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Oh, by all means, you can go first. Okay. So for my number 10, I'm going to go with a guy who was not on the list as well, and we'll see if that's how you go as well. Uh, I'm going to go Ryan Tannehill because you look at what he's done basically since he's got to Tennessee and how much better he's been with, you know, coaches that are not bad at coaching. And that's um, that's one way to talk about Adam Gase. And with the addition, obviously, of Julio Jones going with A.J. Brown, obviously a great running game already with Derrick Henry, I don't see a world, aside from injuries, that the Titans are not one of the better teams in the AFC. So I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill as my number 10. And you know what? Here's the thing. I very much agree with Tannehill. I have him actually one spot earlier because my number 10 is possibly the most underappreciated quarterback in the NFL. And I think that's going to change significantly this year. I'm going with Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is an absolute stat munching machine. And he did it in Detroit where they were giving him Kenny Galladay and then like a pack of peanuts for his running backs, offensive line, and defense for most of his career. I mean, he had Calvin Johnson at the start, which is great and a huge help, but the amount of comeback wins that Stafford orchestrated, those last-minute drives, the consistency of almost over 4,000 yards every season, if not over 4,000 yards every season, good passer rating, good in the pocket, when he had a pocket. I think going to L.A., with, you know, L.A. 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 With Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, and so, some of the other skill position players they have there for the life of me. I can't remember the tight end's names right now. I just can't. But I, I think that is going to be one of the more surprising works out trades for the Rams that they've done. And I, I really see him having a great season. So, my number 10 is Matt Stafford for the L.A. Rams. Yeah, it's going to definitely be interesting to see what he can do with an offense that's, you know, built to actually be a truly good, good offense. Yes. Yes, that should uh, that should be definitely interesting. 
For my number nine, I'm going to go another guy that was not included on the list and might be a tad high just considering how young he is, but... I'm going to go I'm going to go coming off his rookie season. I'm going to go Justin Herbert. He was absolutely incredible as a rookie. No one I think really outside of that locker room, outside of that team and maybe Oregon fans too, but there was not a whole lot of hype around Herbert and I think that it's I mean it was almost kind of the Josh Allen syndrome around him because he's, you know, built a similar way. And it's obviously taken Josh Allen some time to develop into what he has done. But Herbert, basically, as soon as he got into the lineup, came out throwing the ball down the field very, very well. And it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that that class of quarterbacks is compared over the next handful of years. Obviously, we've seen what Herbert's done. Burrow was great until he gets hurt to his struggles are fairly well documented aside from the fact that he did still have a team that was a pretty solid team that finished just outside looking in come playoff time but yeah I'm going to I'm going to go Justin Herbert as uh, as number 9 Herbert's good you you seem to, you have a trend so far that you're one spot ahead of where I have a guy <laughs> because I have Herbert at number 8 cuz I I I'm, I'm just blown away by Herbert what what matters to me for him is the poise under pressure. I mean, you saw what he did. I know they didn't win a lot of those close games last year in LA, which is why they have a new head coach. But that was on the defense more than anything. That Herbert, he, he's he's something special. Like, I, I would say we have a young cadre of quarterbacks between uh, Herbert, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, um, um, I'll get to another guy here in a moment that I chose violence with on one of my tweets the other day. But, um, and, and some of the guys that even got drafted this year, I think Justin Fields has a lot of potential. I think there's some pretty good potential for Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, even though I think Trevor Lawrence is a little bit overrated. But we have a good core of impressive young quarterbacks in the NFL again. And Herbert's definitely near the top of that list. Uh, for me, like I said, Tannehill is my number nine. Um, not necessarily a young quarterback, but it's still a young-ish quarterback. He, he's around my age on that one. So getting up there as a, a football player, but still a young pup, as it were. Um, the, the fact that since he's come to Tennessee, that franchise has been changed completely. Is I, I, I know Derrick Henry's part of that, too. But Derrick Henry doesn't work if you don't legitimately respect the passing game in Tennessee like they do now because Tannehill is there. You have to respect their passing game. A.J. Brown, extremely talented. Getting Julio Jones, a great get. And for the price that they got him, oh, my God. Yeah. It, 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 don't get me wrong. I was very much not in the Cleveland Browns dumb fandom of, oh, I'm going to trade Jarvis Landry for Julio Jones. Who says no to that? Everyone. <laughs> everyone says no listen to me browns fans everyone who's ever played the game of football says no to that trade okay just move on from there but to get julio jones for a second rounder and like a sixth rounder good god is that a steal but Tannehill, what he's done since he's come to tennessee absolutely worthy of being a top 10 quarterback and he's proven it time and time again I think our trend is going to continue a little bit because my number eight 
quarterback is the guy you chose violence with in Lamar Jackson. And obviously the Ravens, they keep building around him. We've seen him progress, even though, yes, he was an MVP. He's probably a better all-around player now, even though the stats won't truly reflect that because he's gotten better at passing, Matt. I don't know why you're shaking your head. And he's, of course, one of the most dangerous people if he gets in the open field. He's continuing to work on his accuracy, which I think's going to get better over time, at least a little bit. If not, he's not going to become Drew Brees accurate probably at any point in his career, but he's going to continue to get better. And in that case, Lamar Jackson, number eight for me. Okay, I guess we're choosing this violence today. Do you mean Lamar Jackson, number seven for you? No, he's eight. Herbert, he's eight? Herbert was my nine. Herbert was nine. Okay. So, okay, so we're choosing violence right now. Clearly. Lamar Jackson is not a top 10 QB. He's just not. Now, am I saying he's bad? No. He's definitely a top 15 quarterback, but I have him at like 11 or 12. Because of three factors, because I do things in threes. First of all, you didn't say accurate correctly. Establish that. That's a fine for you. That's not how that works. It's totally how it works. But real number one, yes, did he have a good season? Did he have an impressive season when he won the MVP? Yes, he did. But the media was hyping him up to outrageous proportions to make it inevitable. It's kind of like when Steph Curry got one of his MVPs and they were talking about the majesty of every throw he put up, of every shot. His shot selection was unparalleled in the history of the game. Get down off the cross. We need the wood. Lamar Jackson broke one good tackle against the Cincinnati Bengals, and he was anointed MVP from that point going forward. Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Drew Brees all had statistically better years than Lamar Jackson did that year, but Lamar Jackson had a cool spitting breaking tackle against the Cincinnati Bengals. Number two, Lamar Jackson, they have not built the offense around him. Lamar Jackson has just been able to run very effectively. The offense is not built for a scramble first type of quarterback. It's built for a West Coast type of system, which a scrambling quarterback fits in better than most. I would genuinely argue and can make this argument comfortably that you can take Lamar Jackson out of that Baltimore Ravens lineup, plug in another quarterback, and they're still going to win 10 games. Reason I know that, Trace McSorley and Robert Griffin III were able to lead touchdown drives against the Cleveland Browns in that primetime game that Lamar Jackson pulled a Paul Pierce and had to be dragged off the field in hellish agony only to come back out at the last minute and a half of the game. It's the system, a system where a quarterback that can scramble does fairly well. But it's also very clear to me that Lamar Jackson could be very replaceable in that system. And number three, and this is the important one. If he's such a good quarterback, why are the Ravens telling people not to film him when he's throwing the ball? You have Sammy Watkins, you got Rashard Bateman, you have Marquise Hollywood Brown, you have the tight end that Mark Andrews, you have J.K. Dobbins, you have all these great players around you. 
they release exactly one highlight video of him throwing the ball, and it's the most disgusting duck of a throw that Sammy Watkins had to climb the ladder to catch in minicamp. And since then, nothing. Because it got ripped in. No, I'm sorry. I, and contrary to this opinion that I'm sorry right now, I actually like Lamar Jackson. When he was in Louisville, I thought he was an incredibly impressive athlete, an incredibly impressive player. And he did get put into the best system they could put him in for success in the NFL. I would agree with that. But he is not a top 10 quarterback, so he's not on my list. I'll just call it as it is. He is not on my list. Now that I've said that, Justin Herbert is my number eight. Kind of for the same reasons that you alluded to, but also the fact as a rookie, he came out and was genuinely the lone thing that the LA Chargers had going for them this past year. Very impressed, very talented player. He actually allowed Keenan Allen to have a valid argument for a brief moment of, oh, I'm one of the best receivers in the game. Eh. Herbert made you look a lot better, though, so it became a much closer argument in those moments. So for me, number eight is Justin Herbert, and I'm done with my Lamar Jackson hate. Good, because I'm... I could argue with you on that, but it's it would just be us talking in circles. So I'm gonna yeah yeah. I was, here's I, I will say emphatically, this is on par with me thinking up until he went to Tampa Bay that Brady was a system quarterback, just like a lot of people did, and Brady proved me wrong. You're just not going to convince me that Lamar Jackson is not at best a system quarterback, and at worst, and here's the thing. His floor is still a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. That's not a bad floor. Very true. Very true. For my number seven, going to go with a guy we both uh, both know and love very much. I'm going to go for my number seven, going to go Baker Mayfield. We, of course, saw him bounce back this past season after that sophomore year with Freddie Kitchens where things, uh, things did not, uh, not look as good. And once once OBJ went out, I mean, you might you you literally saw during that game the click that went off in Baker Mayfield's head. And since that point, he was really really good the rest of the season, taking the Browns to the playoffs, winning a playoff game, things that I had not seen them do ever in my lifetime. So because of that, he will be in my number seven quarterback. Yeah, so we're back to our trend again. I have him quite literally just one spot higher because number seven, as as much as I just ribbed on Lamar Jackson being the system quarterback, I'm actually going to say my number seven quarterback is in fact Kyler Murray from Arizona. Reason I will say that, some of the same complaints that I made about Lamar Jack going to Cliff Kingsbury's offense is 100% a system quarterback. If you ask me, I don't think Kyler Murray is successful if he's with another team right now. I just don't. I think the system is built perfectly for him in Arizona. But having said that, the fact that he has made Arizona competitive Arizona hasn't really done a lot of great things outside of Kyler Murray since he's been there. The trade for DeAndre Hopkins, for my money, was a 
big prove it type of trade to Kyler Murray. And what he, DeAndre Hopkins still led the NFL in like everything between him and Stephon Diggs. The two big name receivers that got traded absolutely proved themselves to be top tier receivers and can make and can have good connections with their quarterbacks. But those quarterbacks really helped set the tone as well. Murray can run, Murray can throw. Kyler Murray, more importantly than Lamar Jackson, also has the capacity to stay in the pocket. You can't tell me that Lamar Jackson has the capacity to stay in the pocket. Lamar Jackson is a run-first quarterback. I view Kyler Murray as the flip of that. He is a pass-first quarterback. He will run when he needs to, sometimes run when he wants to, but if, if you're telling me I have to build a franchise between one of the two scrambling quarterbacks in the NFL right now, Kyler Murray is 100% the one I pick. I don't have much to say in response because I have Kyler Murray six. It's, and that's the thing. It's, it, it's, you and I are just kind of flipping on that because I have Baker at six for myself. He, he, he's my number six. And I'll, I'll get to that here in a little bit. But yeah, Kyler Murray is just, he's, I, I compared to Lamar Jackson, the hype around Lamar Jackson, especially his MVP year, Kyler Murray just, does it every game he doesn't really have too many bad games Lamar Jackson has some dumpster fire games sometimes really not the case with Kyler Murray so like you already said Baker is is your number six and so we kind of we have the Oklahoma guys flipped between seven and six so pretty uh pretty good symmetry there yeah, and, and full disclosure, Jalen Hurts is not on my list. So that's the end of Oklahoma <laughs> quarterbacks for me. <laughs> if Jalen Hurts was this far into your list, I would ask for you to be drug tested. So that, that seems reasonable. Okay, now it's very important. What if I have Drew Locke at number three? Again, drug test. Mitch Trubisky? Drug test. Sam Darnold? Drug test. Teddy Bridgewater? Drug test. So. To be fair. To be fair. To be, Teddy Bridgewater is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that's probably a, right about there. I, I'd say you, if you were to make a top 15 list and you had Teddy Bridgewater anywhere between 11 and 15, you won't get an argument from me. But yes, B Baker Mayfield is my number six. The franchise, um, yes, what happened after OBJ got hurt in Cincinnati was remarkable. I mean, tw 27 touchdowns to six interceptions on the year is absurd. 3,500 passing yards. More important than that, though, you saw what Baker Mayfield could do with consistency. And it was finally the same consistency that you got from him in Oklahoma as well because he didn't really have the staff change around too much on him. Baker, by the time he started this year, was on his fourth head coach. Because of inter interims, yeah. Because of interim head coaches and fifth offensive coordinator. Yeah. It's the, the hate that Baker gets from morons like Colin Coward and some of the other people in the press. Oddly enough, some Cleveland people in the Cleveland press as well is completely unfounded. 
because he has had no consistency. Now with consistency, you're getting that Heisman, Oklahoma Baker back. So yeah, he's definitely my number six. Could go higher by the end of this season. And now we get into our top five and I, I actually, I think we are going to have all of the same people in our top fives at this point. Now, I think it's just a matter of if we have them exactly where the other places them. I would agree. And here's the thing. Top five was kind of going to go chalk for us anyway. Just matters where we stack them up. So the fifth one was kind of, that was really my only, that was the only one I had to really think hard about because the top four to me were very easy. For number five, and I wouldn't have thought this really even before last year, Josh Allen, probably the best example of why scouting actually does matter this day and age because not a whole lot of people were super high on him coming out of Wyoming. He was a big, tall quarterback who had a really big arm but didn't really know where the ball was going to go after that. And you add Stefan Diggs with him, and then they're knocking on the door of the Super Bowl before they end up falling to the Chiefs in that AFC title game. So I'm I'm going to go Josh Allen for my number five. We finally have one that we agree on. <laughs> we finally have one that we both land on the same quarterback. Uh, Josh Allen is definitely my number five. Um, and the reason I said for Baker Mayfield might go higher is because right now, I would make the argument that Josh Allen is the best quarterback out of that class of Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, um, Sam Darnold, obviously better than Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. But uh, I mean, the thing with Josh Allen, I'll be the first to admit, I was very high on Josh Allen when he was coming out because I had the attitude of if anyone needs a quarterback, like two years from now, go draft this kid because he's got a howitzer for an arm. He's big. He's athletic. And he's able to make all the throws you want a quarterback to make. Buffalo kind of had that idea and then decided to just start him. It's like, look, it's pointless to not have him out there getting the reps. And you, you talk about what consistency can do for a quarterback as a young quarterback. Having Brian Dable and... Okay, the head coach there for Buffalo. Um, McDermott. McDermott, thank you. Sean McDermott. I I didn't want to get his last name right. I didn't want another fine, like the George (laughs) Shea situation. But but with McDermott as well, having that consistency, and then when you can clearly see that one of the things holding him back is not having an elite blow the roof off of the place wide receiver, pulling the trigger and making a trade for Stefan Diggs to get him to come in it's I, i'll just absolutely say that josh allen is probably going into this season one of my four players i'm looking at to win league mvp this year i mean he has been that impressive since he's come into the league and especially after last season what he was able to do yeah josh allen definitely is my number five yeah, definitely uh, definitely can't rule him out in terms of, of an MVP. And you can really any top five quarterback with the right pieces, with the right season, and if you build that narrative on top of all that, then you definitely have a piece that could be ending up being the MVP. So for me, number four, I will go with Russell Wilson after 
slight down season for the Seahawks. He still has some of those weapons, of course, but they were not as great this year, but we'll see, see if they can kind of bounce back. And that's kind of been their whole thing. Once they had to pay Russell Wilson, we've seen, you know, some of the downtick in some of the help around him, but they still got DK Metcalf. They still got Tyler Lockett. They still have a pretty good offense. It's just what they can put together on the defensive side and in the running game if they can get enough. So for my number four, I'm going to go Russell Wilson. Okay, so we're back to our trend. I do not have Russell Wilson as my number four. I actually have his number three as of right now. Um, For me... We're we're now hitting a little bit of uh, tougher territory here. Um, For me, if I were to pick, pains me to say it because they're one of my teams that I root for very adamantly and profoundly and proudly. You have to go with the defending Super Bowl champs. My number four is Tom Brady because Brady looked exceptional this year but you also can't deny the fact that statistically every receiver on that team had a down year this year I mean they had some injuries happen and stuff like that that is obviously a factor but it took until week 17 for Mike Evans to crack a thousand yards him and Chris Godwin the year prior both cracked a thousand yards so it, for me, I'm going to end up saying that it's going to end up with Brady at number four, just because I, th- I think the stats can get a little bit higher, but he's still Tom Brady. He's still the Super Bowl champ. And I would still argue that the Buccaneers are the team to beat in the NFC this year once again. And a lot of that has to do with Brady. So Tom Brady is my number four. Not much of a debate for me because I have Brady as my number three. How, what is, go, what are we doing here? How is this continuing to happen? We're just, uh, just, just, like, just a little, like a just a little out of sync. Is, like half of our list is just us flip-flopping with each other. But okay. So Brady, you got Brady at three. That's good. That's a solid pick. Um, like I said, I have Russell Wilson as my number three. I am not nearly as worried about Russell Wilson's down year as a lot of other people are, because I, I don't really think that was because of him mm-hmm. more than anything. They, they have done nothing to address the offensive line since the Super Bowl year. Um, The running game, Chris Carson's a very good running back. I like Chris Carson. I think he's a pretty steady running back, but they swan and missed with Rashad Penny which I, I'm Said really surprised. Moment. I'm sorry, was that? Said that in the moment. Said that in the moment? Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be good out of college. See, I was in a different... I thought that was one of those, like, you couldn't have picked a better spot for him to land if you tried type of things, because I, I thought quick change of pace guy who's also big. God, that reminds me of Marshawn Lynch so much in a Seahawks offense. Wow, he's going to do great. That just just never happened. Just never, never happened. Uh, it, so, it, it, re- it reeks. I can't remember the guy's name. He was a Seahawks running back. I think he played on the Browns for a minute. 
But he was like jacked. Not Carlos Hyde, was it? No, not Carlos Hyde. Somebody else. Um, so I'm trying to think. Because he, pl- I think he played for the Browns for like a minute. Was it a recent Cleveland Brown? It would have been. It would have been probably like three, four years ago. Three, four. I say the only one I can think of three, four years ago was Hyde. That was here, but Hyde went to Seattle after us, as opposed to before us. Turbin, Robert Turbin. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, Tur- yeah. He got God. He was built because <laughs> he was Good. built, but he never could really put it together. Pretty sure his eyelids had muscles that flexed. <laughs> God. That, that that. Now here's the thing. Here's the deal. Here's, here's the, the thing. thing. Whatever expression you want to do, Robert Turbin, like. You and I, we're big guys. Yes. We also both work out and lift weights. We've done the power lifting and stuff. Robert Durbin is a man. (laughs) (laughs) I think he has like a Twitter page. I think it's like Robert Turbin's biceps or something. Yeah, it's Robert Turbin. Like you and I are men. Robert Turbin is a man. (laughs) That is a Mark Jackson mama. There goes that man again type of guy and he's another one how did he not pan out as a running back in the nfl i mean that's a god i mean we're gonna do our what if episodes here in the not so distant future where we have a lot of hypotheticals that we run through but yeah roberts are but um russell wilson at number three I, i i think Personally, I think this is the year he finally wins the MVP award because I feel like they're going to put it together for him. They have made some moves on the line. They got, if they bring back Carson, I because I believe he was a free agent. I thought they brought him back. But I, I think this is the year they put together where Russell Wilson finally gets his MVP award. And not to be uh, not to be too underdramatic, but I think it's pretty obvious our one and twos at this point. And it's just a, it, it, it's it's just a matter I, of if we agree or not. Okay, I'll bite you. You you drop your one and two first. Aaron Rodgers two, Pat Mahomes one. Yeah, no, we agree. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, no, we we agree. And and how could it be anyone different? You know. Right. I, I mean, how could it be anyone different? It's Aaron Rodgers. What he does in terms of finding a seam. And just heaving it so effortlessly downfield is incredible. I mean, I, I can genuinely say, w- without a hyperbole or anything like that, because I'm an old man. You're 12. I'm an old man. The last person I've seen that can throw the ball the way he does is Dan Marino. It's it's just as simple as that. And. As much as I just said, I haven't seen anyone throw it like that since Marino. Then you have Patrick <laughs> Kermit Mahomes, who has two incomplete throws in the Super Bowl that are possibly two of the greatest throws in the history of the game. I mean, that one that he threw in like the fourth quarter when he was getting sacked and was almost fully sideways was like a shortstop diving for the ball and throwing it. 
and he hit Tyree Kill in the chest in the end zone. <laughs> Let's just be clear. It was an incompletion because Hill dropped it. And it was good coverage, but he hit Hill in the chest. That means it's a catchable ball. Yes. Uh, I still remember watching the Super Bowl this year. And when that throw happened, that, that was the only play I rewound the game to watch. So I'm just, I was even sitting there going, oh my God, that's like the best throw I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no, Pat, I mean, Pat Mahomes is just, it, I, I'm happy that on the cover of Madden 22 is Tom Brady because it's finally a Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the cover. But them doing the like little hype video of an older goat and a young goat. I knew, that I knew that's Mahomes what they were doing. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So our lists, our list as a whole, very, very similar. Uh, the only difference in players is you have Stafford in there and I have Lamar Jackson in there, but the other nine we each have the same, just in some slightly different spots. Uh, I've got Tannehill 10, Herbert 9, Lamar Jackson 8, Baker Mayfield 7, Kyler Murray 6, Josh Allen 5, Russell Wilson at 4, Tom Brady at 3, Aaron Rodgers 2, and Pat Mahomes at 1, and you have the same top two. Russell and Brady are switched. We both had Josh Allen at five. We flip flop between Murray and Mayfield at seven and six. Then you have Herbert eight, Tannehill nine, and Stafford at ten. You know what's amazing about that list? You know who we didn't have in there? Dak Prescott. Yeah, good job. Dak I finally, I finally worn off on you, huh? Well, you know, you haven't worn off on me because Dak. That's Prescott, a lie. Dak Prescott, look, if anyone's worn off on someone, it's me on you. Your, your, your combativeness has gotten much better since you and I started working together. That's 100% me rubbing off on you, sir. But Dak Prescott for me, again, he, it's, we could very easily do 11 through 15 because we've said three of my like second tier guys with Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Teddy Bridgewater for my money. Dak Prescott is that number 11 on that list. He just is. I, I, the, the stats speak for themselves. What he's been able to do in his career. I feel really speaks to that, but no, he's not a top 10 quarterback. He's just not. That's just my take on it. Then I would have Lamar Bridgewater. I would have at 13. And all for me, all three of them have one major thing in common. They have a huge Achilles heel when it comes to something that they do on the field that absolutely hoses the team every time. Teddy Bridgewaters is the fact that he is never going to lose you a game, but he ain't ever going to win you a game either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, but Bridgewater is the most steady of quarterbacks. He's never going to win it. He's never going to lose it for you, but he's going to do a good job. Lamar Jackson hit him once and his night is over in terms of being consistent. It's you see it time and time again. That's how Buffalo rattled him. That's how he got rattled in the previous year against the Titans. That's how Cleveland rattled him a couple times when they've played him. It's just, you hit him once He's rattled kind of the rest of the game. With Dak Prescott, 
he thinks his accuracy is better than his accuracy actually is. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Yeah. Where it's, There's a lot of things I could say about Dak Prescott. With but. Dak Prescott, he tries to thread needles that not even Peyton Manning would try to thread. And I give him credit. That that takes guts, that takes stones, that takes effort. And sometimes it works out. Other times he ends up completely blowing a drive up for the Cowboys, though. So th- th- there's that. If I were to round it out, number 14 for me would be Derek Carr, and then number 15 would be uh, Jimmy G, would be the end of my list. And now, of course, we are going to switch gears and – Talk a little music, and of course, Matt, you should be listening to Classic is 96.7 for the greatest hits of all time, and some of my picks are, in fact, songs you can hear on 96.7. I have a couple songs that are going to be more current, and you'll probably uh, probably have some, some choice words about those, but uh, yeah, we're going to do our top five summertime songs. Yo, I'm just going to get the choice words out of the way. You punk kids with your talking picture boxes, your internet radios, and your fancy, fast-moving, latte-making machines, which, by the way, speaking of talking internet machines, make sure you subscribe to Lance and Matt Plus, premium podcast service, here on Classic Hits 96.7 WVI. Good job of, uh, you know, totally, totally not uh, not forced plug at all. Totally undermining my own criticism? Maybe. Because, you know, we're doing a show on a talking internet machine which is a podcast and yes yes you know what it's I, not I important gather. point is you and i are going to have some differences of opinions here but yes that's highly highly likely but for my number five i think uh i feel like this is a pretty chalk pick especially with us being sports fans particularly baseball my number five i will be going center field by john fogarty oh well, that is a good pick. That that's that is a solid one. That so- uh-huh. you're making the sounds like I wish I had that on my list. I am wishing that I had <laughs> that on my list. Like I, I, that's one where it's, like, since since we've established some some phrase that we can use, I'm going like, damn, I really wish that was on my list. That's a good song. I didn't think of that. Um, okay, so for me. Ah, my number five, like I'm torn. I kind of want to go baseball a little bit because center field is great, but I also love Tessie by the dropkick Murphys. That's a, such a good song. And I think about that one a lot when I'm playing baseball or like watching baseball, but my number five, should I give you some inspiration or do you have it? Oh no, I got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, My number five i'm going with foreigner feels like the first time that's solid it's a classic it's one of their staple songs that one jukebox hero cold as ice i want to know what love is it's any of those could be on it but feels like the first time that's got such a good beat such a good rhythm definitely a windows rolled down kind of summer song so that's my number five. There's there's one thing I have to say to that. Go for it. You're an idiot. You're an idiot and you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? 
<laughs> you need to talk to Tyler and our salespeople. We need a sponsor for the Bruce Drennan drop of the week. We just need it. We need it. You're an no, idiot. No. You're what, an idiot. Whatever you sorcery you need to per- run to make that happen. <laughs> that was good. Bravo. Bravo, sir. Aren't you glad I saved these so I get your genuine reactions too? Yeah, I'm so happy you do. This is one of the few times where I'm just like, I'm genuinely happy you saved my reactions because that <laughs> that one was good. <laughs> Going from Bruce Drennan to Rihanna. It's just, oh, I was not ready for that one. And I'm so glad I was not ready for that. That made it so much better. For uh, okay. for my for my number anyway, four, your number four, my number four, gonna go uh, gonna go more current, and uh, I'm sure it's something that you've probably never even listened to because you're you're one of those. I am going to go number four. I will go. Whoa, whoa. What's, what? What's one of those? You'll 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 know once I say it. What? My number four is okay. "Feels Like Summer" by Childish Gambino. It's literally a song about summer. I know. I'm, I know. I know. Hey, I know. I'm not sure you know. But you have like a weird thing about Kanye and Childish Gambino. And who's the other one that I always screw up his name? John Bellion. Sure, that guy. Okay. Still haven't listened to any of John Bellion's music. <sighs> that's, that's that's a you problem. No, I, I just I actively choose not to because we keep playing the same bumpers. You know, if, if you you know if you listen to those songs, you might enjoy them. It's a possibility, but it's a possibility I'm not willing to risk. because <laughs> so, this is a bit that I enjoy between you and me. It can and still keep it. It could still be a uh, bit, even if you then four. go listen and enjoy. You could still keep the bit. But then I won't be upset when we play the same three bumpers during a football game. Like, oh, for the love of God, we need more bumpers. You can, like, you no. can, you can feign your upset at that is, point. You're like, oh, John Bellion is like hashtag fire. Whatever the cool kids say nowadays. I don't know. I'm not cool. I, I think they would just do a fire emoji, pumps. but good. Continue. Wait, so fire is a thing? Yeah. I'm cool. oh, What's your number four, so Matt? About that. Unnecessarily so. But, um, I don't know, Lance. I'm stalling so I can go through my repertoire of music that I like. Oh, my God. gosh. <laughs> uh, my number four. Okay, if, I, if I'm if i forced to pick one, my number four, I'm going to go staple Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. I mean, come on, right? I mean, yeah. There we go. Okay. So that'd be my number four. Stalling. I needed to go through my <laughs> repertoire of music, man. I mean, it. it, it I mean, it, now I kind of have a general idea where my list is going, but it just it just proves stall for a moment. You're an idiot. You're an idiot, and you don't know. Music, music, music. 
Oh, gosh. I'm so funny. We, we need to let him know how important he is to our show. <laughs> oh, for my number just three. just need to let him know. <laughs> exactly. For for my number three, uh, it's, it's a group you almost entirely associate with the summertime, so there's plenty of... Plenty of songs by them you can choose. I'm going to go Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. Oh, that's see, that's chalk, and I applaud that. That's that is well done. That's a solid pick. I, I was for fear of going to chalk. I was trying to avoid Beach Boys, but it's the Beach Boys. Right. You have to have the Beach Boys in your summer repertoire. Yes. So having said that, I, I am still going to refrain at this point from Beach Boys. Just for a little bit. I'm pretty sure if I really think it through, they're probably going to end up being one of my top two. But as of right now, my number three is going to be Life is a Highway by Rascal Flats. I know it's a cover. I know it is a cover of the original, but that that's probably the best cover of a song that's been done in years. So good. You would pick a Rascal Flat song. Well, actually, I'm picking a Disney Pixar song. Just happened to be sung by Rascal Flats. Same difference. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. That's so. that is very much the same difference type of thing. My number two, I know you're not gonna like my, I, I know you're not gonna like my number two. I'm sure I'm not. I've barely liked your five through three. Wow. My number two. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. You better move. You better dance. Okay. Okay. Does that song not make you want to get up and dance? I mean, come on. So, it's confession time. <laughs> I uncomfortably love that song. Yes! <laughs> yes! I, to an uncomfortable level, love that song. It's not one of my fa like all-time favorites. It's not making my summer playlist, but it is catchy. It's got a good beat, and the lyrics are fun. And I, that's um, God, that's that, that Kesha, is that it? is Kesha and Pitbull. That's Okay, well, Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. That's that's Mr. All you Worldwide. Know about any song. As soon as Mr. Worldwide hits, <laughs> which <laughs> got to throw out a sh shameless funny story about some <laughs> members of my family. R remember when Pitbull used to do like Rocket New Year's Eve and stuff like that? Yes. My grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's well, the whole story. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. He's no longer with us saw the name Pitbull come up and he said, so is that his first name or his last name? <laughs> I, I forget which one of my relatives or if it was my dad or so, 
whoever it was, but without missing a beat said, oh no, that's his full name. So his name is Mr. Pitt space Bull. <laughs> Mr. Bull, if you use shorthand. Oh God. So, like, for the next two, three years, when he was on, we'd be like, oh look, Mr. Bull is on TV again. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as them seeing like just the in-text name of Pitbull and it's like, oh, what, a dog's going to come out? Yeah, no, it's just... So is that his first name or his last name? <laughs> oh, but that, that is a good song. That's a good song that you picked there. I'm not going to disagree with that. that. That song has a good beat. It's fun to listen. It's one of those ones. It's not traditionally on my favorites list, but if it's played or if it like pops up on my shuffle or something like that, it's like, okay, I'm going to listen. It's a good song. That's a good choice. Very, very good choice. So this is my number two then, right? Yes. My number two, I am going to go Beach Boys as well. Um, Not necessarily going to go Good Vibrations. I'm going to go with uh, Kokomo. Yeah, can't go wrong. It's, I mean, it's Kokomo. You 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 can't can't go wrong with Kokomo. With the Beach Boys in general. Unless you, I mean, unless really, you, unless you play Little Saint Nick, you're not gonna go wrong. But like in all sincerity, our picks for Beach Boys should just be Beach Boys, because <laughs> it's not like they made a fall album, right? Or spring out. It's the if you're playing the Beach Boys, it's Little Saint Nick, or you're sitting by a pool in the middle of July. Yes. That, that the only two times you're gonna play the Beach Boys. My number so, one. All right, I'm ready. I'm curious, cause because you you dipped and that you're starting to trend upward with this list here. My number one, I think, uh, do I have it available? I think I do. I do in fact have it available. Now I just need the computer to catch up with me. Summer 69. It's in the title. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm so proud of you on this moment. I'm just, I'm, I've trained you and I've raised you so well. I feel like a proud papa right now. <laughs> Not crying. Just, I'm allergic to really happy things. <laughs> oh. oh my great pick. Oh my God. Fantastic pick. Um, you know what? That totally changed. Totally redefines the course of my list as well. I was going to go Copacabana by Barry Manilow as my number one, just out of humor. But no, it it has to be Summer of '69. <laughs> There's no other choice. How how does anyone pick anything besides the Summer of '69? Because I got my first real six string. I bought it at the five and dime played until my fingers bled. It was the summer of 69. Yeah. It's it, like you said, it's right there. It's right there in the song <laughs> summer of 60. Oh yeah. Bra- Brian Adams. Fantastic. Bravo. I have no notes. I have no notes whatsoever. You, 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 you started off rough. Your bottom two. What center field. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm giving you grief. I'm joking. Center field was beautiful. 
It's a fantastic pick, and I had really high hopes for you. And then things dipped a little bit. But but then you just came out swinging <laughs> after that. Uh, Brock, Brock, yes. Yes. Perfect list. Fantastic. Summer 69, definitely. Now, there, there's a ton of other good songs out there. Well, of course. Summer. But, yeah, it's... And here's the thing. Summer 69. That was... For my high school football team, that was one of our songs that was played during like our highlight video. Because that summer in the weight room, <laughs> I still remember this. It's one kid, um, that not gonna name drop because he's a fellow broadcaster. Don't want to give him free advertising, but it, he he would come into the gym. He was a graduate, and he would turn that song on. Then he'd stop it and then play the intro like three more times. Just that opening guitar riff. <laughs> like four or five times. And then would just scream, I love this intro. <laughs> and then start working out. It was like it was almost an OCD compulsion for him. So that that's a God, that that song has so many fun memories with it. Um it, you, I do want to change one thing. I do want to change one thing. I, I need to make a slight amendum to my number five. Okay. Because I chose feels like the first time, right? You did. Love that song. It's a great, I, I, I need to change it to your love by the outfield. Oh, I love that song too. Isn't that a good, like that, that was our official team song. My senior year for football, but we played that. God, that, that probably got played like 50, 60 times per <laughs> weight room session. Cause the 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 quarterback on the team just just loved that song. And he felt it was very inspiring and motivational. We thought he was nuts, but he also <laughs> ran for like a thousand yards the year beforehand. So hey, we're not gonna judge him on that one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm take my number five, your love by the outfield. Yeah, I'd say we've uh, say we've got some pretty solid lists there. Oh, it's I mean, I'm sure it's going to get thrown up on a poll and I'm somehow going to lose, even though you and I have the same number one. It's <laughs> I, I accept this it hurts me, but I accept it. It hurts me to say this it hurts me to say this. Though I also real quick. Um, Bucks and seven. Well, I don't have that one ready. Oh, what? You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You don't know basketball. See, I got it that quick. There you go. You're saying it right now on the program. Bucks and sevens. I'm sure next week we'll go over some of the conference finals and all that stuff. But my theory is holding true so far about the teams that build through the draft and add one key component. Versus the free agent Merc Hunters. You leave it at that. Because I'm feeling good. We had some solid lists. So I don't feel like ending it with battle. In any means. Because this was quality list making today. For our 10th episode. I have just this to say. You're an idiot. You're an idiot and you don't know. I mean, you can't say that. I don't know music <laughs> at all. But you can't say that about my summer playlist, man. You can't. 
We had Beach Boys, and you and I agreed on number one. Yeah, after I said the number one. Yeah, that's true. I was going to go with a gag song of Copacabana as my number one. It's still a good song. It's a fun song to play during the summer. Yeah. Not going to disagree with it, but yeah. No, it's, uh, okay, that's fair. That's a fair point. <laughs> uh, please rate, follow, review us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, find us on WFOBWBBI.com so you can continue to help this little project of Matt and I's grow as we do still have now a couple months before football season gets here. Yeah, now we're genuinely in our summer vacation. Vacation. How do we not pick that <laughs> one? Oh my God. <laughs> I guess I don't identify with it because I never really went on like true vacations. So but Lance, vacation, all I ever wanted. I, I, I realize. Oh. Still happy with my list, but I'm kind of <laughs> kicking myself that I didn't at least mention that one as we were built. Oh, okay. Well, it got dropped on air. I'm happy about that. <laughs> I'll do hey. it for this. That'll do it for this edition of the show. Of course, join us next time for more fun here on Lance and Matt Plus. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend, everybody.